Everybody. Welcome to episode number 10 of Jukebox Playlist. Uh, I am your host, Brooklyn Vale. Uh, it is the 1st of December, though. There's a little bit of a snafu. Um, you haven't heard us since Rock Duo slash Trios. We're supposed to do Hamilton in between, and then it was like kind of Thanksgiving weekend slash co-host birthday. So we're like, no, we're going to do that. We're going to do that next year uh, sometime. Uh, but... Uh, what a panel that we have today, obviously, you would have saw in the description by now. Uh, but um, let us start off with the not surprising choice of today, and that is RJ. Um, how are you doing, good sir? Uh, last time you were on here was Fallout Boy. Um, do you think you will have the same sort of feedback on your list? As you are muted. Oh, right, I muted you. Yeah, sorry about that. When I when I flip this thing, it mutes it itself, and I'm typing this up, so I apologize. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm I'm uh, I think I'll probably get the same reaction for some of these. There there are going to be some of these that I'm I'm probably going to get some realies, especially in my top ones. I really think my top ones are going to get me in trouble. But uh, you know, this is fun to do. I love Chris. I love this time of year mainly for the music so it's it's really nice to do that and you know we wait until next year when we finally do backstreet boys this is a good in between for me <laughs> <laughs> nice um so yeah rj i got you and then i thought you know what else you know what we need we need fuck you luca brassi uh to reunite <laughs> on a jukebox playlist uh for the anybody who has that yeah for anybody who has that on their 2020 uh bingo count uh, bingo uh never would have guessed this uh so kirk First time on any, on anything jukebox related. Welcome, good sir. Uh, and what was it about Christmas covers that decided uh, that made you decide to, to jump over? Um, it's uh, I'm I've always been interested in coming on jukebox, but I don't know. Like I, I feel kind of like out of my element. I don't know as much about music as a lot of you guys. I don't know the details, but Christmas music is something I, I know a lot about. It's e you know it's easy. It's just always there. Uh, so it, it felt like something I was comfortable to talk about. Like RJ said, it's a it's it's great time of year for music, and I always enjoy it. So it's gonna be fun to talk about. All right, and your team partner, the fuck you, uh, fuck you, Luca Brasi, Jim Green, Jim, no stranger to playlist. How are you? doing good sir uh uh kirk's kids can skip this part uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you know it feels good it good it feels good to see kirk again uh and i do know who kirk is now um so it's it's fun to be on the call when i have met everyone before and actually know who they are and yeah like like kirk said like christmas music is always around and um i'm probably gonna get blistered for my takes but uh, but but like Kirk said, I don't know music like when you guys are like, oh, let's do Fallout Boy and talk about like the chord progression in the third fucking whatever yeah. the fuck. I'm like, no, I'm not doing those. I'm not doing any of those. But like Christmas music, I can talk about that jolly shit all the time. <laughs> all right. So for no, for no, for anybody who hasn't heard the show before, it's essentially a top 10 music song show. Uh, what we're doing is uh, there is a skip and a, and a scratch. Uh, skip similar to Yikes, you never watched your list sucks. So it just means that we're going to talk about it later. Uh, and then the option of a scratch, if somebody forgot something on our list, they have the option to add it on and replace it with another song. So we'll start off with RJ. Give us your 10 through 5. All right. 10 through 10 6. Through right. 10, 10 through 6. six. Alright, even better. Here we go. Alright, so uh, this first one uh, when we talked about this in our chat, when we were talking about this, this is probably going to be an obvious artist already coming, but probably not an obvious song. I'll actually be surprised if I get a skip. Um, they kill holiday tracks every year. 
Um, I didn't have enough time to think about their newest holiday tracks, but I'm going to start with Pentatonix because they kill the Christmas season. And for this one, for me, it's um, their cover of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Anybody? No, that's what I thought. Awesome. No, it's just one of those. It's kind of one of those songs that like all my other Christmas songs, I feel like are kind of like obvious ones, like especially by the titles, not the artist. But this is one of those ones that just like, man, just the, the way they, they knock it down just really gets me every time. Um, it's a really nice, um, it's a really nice somber song, you know, growing up Catholic like me, you hear this song every year. So hearing this kind of progression of the song, I really enjoy what they do with it. And especially because their former bass singer, uh, Avi Kaplan gets to gets front front and center here. And I really miss him as part of the group. And this was one of the songs that I just love when he gets to shine. So yeah, it, it's a great song and it's a great cover of it. Nice and simple. I really enjoy it. Like just as a nice cooling song during the holiday season. Yeah. Um, so I'm not as sold on Pentatonix as everybody else is. There was one song that was on my list, but actually got taken off uh, last week for a couple other ones. Um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel in particular might be an overlooked carol just overall. Um, it has that nice sort of like eeriness, and it fits that fits that bass voice. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of a, a, a perfect cover in a way, or perfect theoretically. Um, but we'll go over to uh, to Kirk. What are your thoughts on Pentatonix's version of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel? Um, this is a good version of this song. I've had a couple other versions that I was considering putting on. Um, but yeah, like you said, just it's so perfect for their style. Um, like you said, it has like a it's almost like an otherworldliness when when it's sung that way with like just just the voices, um, just like that kind of like like that hymn hymn sense to it. I like the choir singing, um, and yeah, I really like this song. It really resonates with me. So um, yeah, I think this is a good pick. Nice, uh, Chip. Uh, I'll have more to say on pentatonics later. Um, so we'll just you know uh, this this wasn't one that came on to uh, my list, um, but yeah, well, there'll be much much more pentatonics discussion later. All right, uh, RJ, you're nine. Okay, so my number nine, I'd be very surprised if I don't get a skip right now. Uh, this is a classic song. This is just my favorite version of it, and if I get to talk about it now, I'll explain why. And that is Bruce Springsteen's cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, I will be leaving this call now because fuck RJ. This <laughs> um, <laughs> is actually just being on somebody's list. This is actually my number 10. Um, I, skip, skip, uh, skip. I have an actual good version of this song okay. later, uh, earlier, so uh, skip this, but uh, I need RJ's uh, home address so I can get into a fist fight with him. <laughs> Bro, we both live in Texas. You know it's about to go down. I'll see you in three hours. We're going to throw down at a Whataburger. Let's go. Let's do it. Then we'll, we'll chow down afterwards. We'll make up afterwards at a Whataburger. But at least I know I got Brooklyn on my side. All right. So yeah. that So I move on, I guess. Yes. So this next song, like this song was going to be at this level. So this is no reflection of the artist. This is the song that I'm putting at number eight. And it was just finding the right artist I wanted covering it. So I ended up sticking with a beautiful uh, baritone singer himself. And that is Michael Buble and his version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I don't have the boobs on my list. I have Buble, but I have a much higher. Like oh, I said, God. it's the song. It's not him. Love him. It's just that's where the song lands. Yeah, we're gonna. Okay. Yeah, we'll skip him. Okay. 
Uh, are God. we skipping him or the song? Because do you we'll, have? We'll, we'll skip. We'll skip him. God oh. damn, Brooklyn's list is gonna be like. I love to drink whiskey and listen to Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes on you. I quit drinking in September. Okay, uh, this is another one. Eh, I'll be a little bit surprised if we skip, but it should be a little bit higher. This is another one that, like, there are many, many covers of it because it's a very classic song. This one I just have the most fun with, and that is the Drifters cover of White Christmas. Skip, skip, double skip. I, yeah. I, I figured yeah. that was about to happen. <laughs> complete, right. like a complete skip on that one there. Yeah. No problem. Good. Hey, right. I love it because I'm already at my number six, so even better. I feel like this this episode will definitely get in under an hour. I don't know, man, because everyone's gonna have their things to say about their artist when we get there. <laughs> so, uh, my number six is another um, kind of on the same level of Okomokomi Manual. It's a very hymnal song, always sung at Christmas time. Again, covered by many different artists. But this is just the uh, '90s, 2000 kids in me that I cannot get enough of. In Sync's cover of Oh Holy Night. Skip the song. <laughs> I want to make that clear? Well, instinct, the song might get That's brought fair. back up a little bit later. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, uh, Kirk. Let's start off with your list. Okay, uh, my number ten is a song. The original is probably in my. Uh, top three or top five all time just general Christmas songs. Um, but I wanted, there's a lot of good covers of it. I wanted to get a cover on it. This is my favorite. It's uh, Christmas Baby Please Come Home, and I picked the YouTube version. Okay. Oh, this, okay. Is a, this is a Kirk pick right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I love. I just love the song. It's a fantastic song. Um, I think Darlene, like nobody matches the Darlene Love version. That's just that's untouchable. No, no cover has ever reached that level. Um, but for me, this gets the closest. Um, I grew up a big fan of U two. Um, I love Bondo's voice. I think it lends itself very well to this version uh, or to this song. Um, and I think he's just having a lot of fun with it. Uh, the whole band's having a lot of fun with it. So that's why that's uh, my favorite cover of this song. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, I agree with you. Darling Love uh, nailed us with the original, and nobody has been able to uh, to top her. Um, this is probably the most tolerable U2, U2 song, like other than like their super mainstream stuff. Um, it, it is really cool. I know Bono gets a, gets a lot of slack for what he does um, or for like, what he does it doesn't do um, off um, off stage. Uh, but yeah, solid choice. Um, RJ, uh, where was Christmas Baby? Please come home. Um, I have to agree with you on the, this is the one more tolerable songs of U2. I'm not a big U2 fan. I'm probably actually a hater no i'm not a hater i don't like purposely diss them they're just not my thing i don't judge anybody for liking youtube but they're really just not my thing but as far as christmas covers go this is a very good christmas cover uh but like you both said the original there's no topping it when it comes to this song but of course since this is covers that's why we're talking about it <laughs> and jim uh, this just this song and um, you two didn't come across my list. Um, let it. Let's just note that if you attempt to um, follow you two on a European tour, you will be kidnapped into uh, sex slavery. Um, Yikes! <laughs> because we had a taken question yesterday, but yeah, I, just, I didn't have you two, but but and I didn't have uh, this this song either. Um, yeah. All right, Kirk, you're number nine. Okay, my number nine is my pick for Oh Holy Night. And I went with a little more traditional version. Um, I went with Michael Crawford's version of Oh Holy Night. Okay, this so I know RJ has that has a high yeah, yeah. So he would go. 
Okay, does anybody else have that? No. All right. This then this would be the this would be the time then. Uh, I don't have it. On my, I don't have it on my list. Yeah. So okay. uh, I I think I, I think technically if RJ has it highest at six and he'll go yeah. he'll go first. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. That was quick. Uh. Anyways, but yeah. No. Um. This is just one of those ones. Like like everybody knows, I'm a huge fan of boy bands. And like one of the reasons I'm a huge fan of pentatonics also is because I enjoy a group with amazing harmonies. And InSync is one of those groups that not a lot of people really pay attention to like them and Backstreet Boys that like these guys were formed as harmony groups. That's why they were put together. And this song to me um puts their their harmony abilities on display. It's it's purely a cappella for them, like, n- but not them like trying to do like like nothing. It's just them singing and harmonizing with each other, and I just enjoy the hell out of it. It's just one of those songs I can put on and just enjoy it. Follow everybody. Surprisingly, because I'm not that good at music either, but it's fun just following along with each of their parts and seeing how well they meld together. And it's just it's a great Christmas song. It's a song you love to hear at Christmas time because that's what it's about. I mean, but yeah, my, the InSync version just speaks to me more. It's probably a generational thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Kirk, you had this. You had this as well at nine. Yeah, number nine. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate everything RJ said about the harmonies and everything. But personally, for me, this is a song. Um, I enjoy this when it's one very strong voice. Uh, you know, just belting it out. And for me, I ju- when you sing this song, I judge it on one thing. When you hit fall on fall on your knees. You have to nail that, and nobody nails that part of the song like Michael Crawford. Um, and it just—I grew up. Um, you know, there's a time in junior high when I just listened to Phantom of the Opera on repeat. So uh, yeah. Michael Crawford is one of my all-time just favorite voices in general. And him singing this song, uh, just like just the spiritual aspects of the of the holiday. Um, this this song really just brings it all out for me. Um, the the it's very it's just a very moving song for me. I really enjoy it. So just the, just the orchestral aspect of this. Um, again, I love so many versions of the song, and it's it's one of my favorite Christmas songs in general. Uh, this just has been my favorite version of it. Yeah, Jim. Um, oh, Holy Night. It's like one of uh, I. It's one that I like certain versions, and this is probably one of the versions where if I heard it, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I like this one." But like, it's not one that I just immediately um, had in the front of my my brain. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't dislike this song. This is just one that I just didn't have. Um. Yeah. So I intentionally left "A Holy Night" off of my list. If we're talking Christmas songs overall, it is my favorite by far. Um. I just couldn't pick between the versions. Um. I grew up. There was a lady by the name of Jacinta McDonald that would play at every single Christmas Day Mass. Um. And that was sort of the one that I grew up with. And then, like, I would try to hear on. I would hear try to hear a different version of it on the radio, but I still couldn't go back to, like that sort of homey sense. Um. So. so for that reason, I just couldn't uh, couldn't find a spot for it. But um, I do not blame you guys. It is a beautiful song. Um, I haven't heard the Michael Bradford version. The only thing I will say with the NSYNC, NSYNC thing, it does the very 90s R&B thing where there is just a lot of movement and they don't like to like sustain any notes. Um, they, are, they are all about uh, moving from chord to chord. So... Yeah, see, um, this is the technical bullshit. Yeah. Kirk and I sure. are not here for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Kirk, your number, I believe you're number seven or eight? Number eight. This would be my number yeah. eight. And this is another song. This is just a really fun Christmas song for me. Um, it's uh, Marshmallow World. And this time I did get Darling Love on the list. 
Oh man, <laughs> that's 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 clever. And um, yeah, I, I the there's again. This is just a song I love to hear anytime it comes on. Whoever mm-hmm. sees it, just it's just so much fun to listen to. It's just so upbeat. It just it's just a great great fun little Christmas song. Um, I really love the Rat Pack version as well. Uh, but Rat Pack has a lot of representation on my list later on, and um, I like I said, I wanted to get Darlene Love on my list because she has some great, uh, uh, you know, Christmas songs. The this one, this version, it's really cool. It just starts out like with like more traditional strings, and you think you're going into you know a song like that. It just picks up, bump, 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 and then she starts singing. Uh, and it's just low, it's like a whole lot of fun. Like I said, it's just something you bounce around to, snap your fingers to, you, you know, listen to the car at home, or whatever uh, during Christmas time. I get excited anytime it's on, and she does a job with it. Um, so before probably like three days ago, I hated the song with a passion. I think every time I just heard like that, I just heard that like bubble that bubblegum pop version of like it's a marshmallow world in the winter. And then I actually heard the Seth MacFarlane version, which is sort of like a rat pack style, but it's much more like swing and like Walter Murphy style. Like if you're familiar with like family guys sort of like like score and like backing music, um, that's really cool. But I actually threw like I threw this on whenever you mentioned it. I've never heard this before, and this is the best version of a marshmallow world. I've never it's never had that like upbeat sort of vibe for me, and it makes perfect sense. Um, Jim, your thoughts on Darlene Love's version of a marshmallow world? Uh, Darlene Love is awesome, but this is just one I was. I, it didn't even come to my mind about like putting it on here. Was I was just like, oh, because I, I just I just had to look it up to like that's what I was doing. I was giving a quick listen while I was and I was like, oh, okay, it's this song. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like the version, but it's you know it just didn't just didn't come. To me. Yeah. All right. Uh, and RJ, your thoughts? Um, I, I agree that I haven't heard this version, so now I kind of want to look it up. Um, but yeah, but I do love the song. Well, not love. It's a weird love and hate relationship with it because every time I hear that song, it makes me think of the horrors of being at the mall for Christmas shopping. Because like that is the quintessential mall Christmas song. Like that song plays in every single store, mall, whatever you want to call it at Christmas time. And with the way stores decorate themselves, it just makes me like be in the store as soon as I hear it. Like I just imagine walking through the aisles, seeing people, but like, like kind of how you say in a bubblegum poppy way, I'm like, this is not how nice it actually is in here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's it's a great song, and I I kind of completely forgot about it until Kirk said it. To be honest. <laughs> All right, uh, Kirk, you're seven. Uh, number seven, another traditional song. This is growing up one of my favorite Christmas songs. Uh, it came upon a midnight clear, and I chose the Frank Sinatra version. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ever since I was a little kid, uh, Midnight Clear has been one of my favorite Christmas songs. The, the, the lyrics always just really resonated in me. You know, growing up, kind of learned out what Christmas is all about and everything. And just, um, it really, it really hits home for me. I've always loved this. And um, Sinatra's version is, again, I could have picked, you know, two dozen different versions of this song and two different, two dozen versions of, or two different, two dozen different Frank Sinatra songs. I just kind of landed here equally. Um, so yeah, Sinatra and you know all those guys, the crooners are a big part of my Christmas. Um, I love that kind of music, and he just the way he sings this—it's a very kind of like haunting, quiet, solemn way he does it, uh, and it really 
again, it accentuates those lyrics and the meaning of the lyrics. And I really just feel something every time I, I, I hear him, him sing this. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my number seven. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it came part of the clear in general is another one like similar to Oh Come, Come Emmanuel. It's just an overlooked song. I think this is like one like in that sort of choir pack where it was like it was never one that you did during like opening communion or closing. It was always like, oh, we're playing this like as people as people walk in. Uh, Frank Sinatra has a really cool voice, but I feel like for this sort of style, I would much I would go towards like Bing Crosby or Dean Mar Dean Martin. Just personal personal choice. I like Frank when he does like those that super upbeat stuff, like the, the very swingy stuff. Um, but uh, RJ, your thoughts on this version? Um, I have a weird, like kind of like how you say with this song. This is one of those songs I remember as well. You know, being in the choir as a kid at Christmas time. That song was always in the book and it never got sung. <laughs> we're just like, and we're gonna switch over to like it, it's it's not a bad song. I can probably honestly say in my entire life I've maybe heard it like three times, and I'm 28. So in my entire life, I've probably only heard this song three times. So it just doesn't do it for me. Like maybe it's just because of lack of listening. It's just not one I go out there and look for. But it, but from what I remember, it like he said, it's it's one of those kind of nice, somber songs that you sing at Christmas. Kind of like how you said at church, it's kind of like the song that you sing that everyone's coming in and we're kind of just keeping everybody calm, keeping everybody solemn before mass starts. So, yeah, it, it's a nice it's a nice Christmas hymn. Yeah. Uh, Jim? Um, what RJ said, minus the stuff about being Catholic. <laughs> and, and Kirk, you're number six. Uh, number six, we're sticking with the Rat Pack. Uh, this isn't necessarily a uh, Christmas song, but it's a winter song, holiday season song. Uh, it's I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm by Dean Martin. I have oh, Dean. Oh, man. You have Dean? Do you have him higher? No. But there are covers of this song. <laughs> yeah, this, I was, so are we skipping? Is this a skip? Oh, you're good. Okay. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I thought Dean Martin was the original uh, singer of this, so I wasn't going to put it on my list, but I did a little research. Found out this song goes all the way back to 1937. Um, I love him. Dean Martin is another one, another Christmas album I throw on every year, and I could have picked a dozen different songs for Dean Martin. Um, but this one for me is the most fun. It's kind of his... It's the fact that it's not a um, you know a Christmas song that 10 million people have done. It kind of... Um, is it's kind of more of a trademark song for him for me. It's like this is the the Dean Martin song, and um, it's got a great beat. It's it's a it's great to dance to. It's um, it's just so much fun and just his voice. Um, it's just so perfect for for Dean Martin song. It feels like again, like I said, I thought it was original Dean Martin song because it feels so much like a Dean Martin you know standard. Uh, but it's it's just got that holiday uh, feel to it. Uh, so yeah, this is a really fun one for me. I've uh, yeah, I've never heard of this before. You mentioned this. Um, I just threw it on, and I want to make a petition that this should open every single Christmas party ever. Yeah, um, and, just, and like, and you said it said it perfectly. Um, it feels like a D, like a Dean Martin song. It's mm -hmm. you know just it's right into that right into that groove. Um, I'm super ha super happy that, that that you have put this on your list because I think now I have a song that will consistently be added into my rotation. Um, Jim, your thoughts. Um, I don't, I did not just now Google this song and what song, so I'm not sure what this song is, but, um, I, I feel like I do like 
Um, like, sir, I, I, I'm very picky about Christmas songs at times where I just like very specific versions. So I do like um, some of the Rat Pack ones, but I'm just not like a uh, I'm not a Rat Pack enthusiast like Kirk is to where I'm going to have a bunch of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I got the one Dean song coming up. So uh, look forward to that. But other than that, that's what I got. All right. Uh, and RJ. Well, at least you have one because I have none of that kind of old <laughs> stuff but but no um this is another song that um that i hear a lot in the stores this is another one of those like store songs um that you hear a lot of but i love it it's one of those big band songs that i really love when it's just one person accompanied by you know a big band and it's really fun i prefer i don't know who sings it but i know there is a a female version of this song I just prefer that one. I've, I've heard Dean's as well. It's just kind of one of those songs that like, it's one of those weird things where you're just like, eh, I prefer it when a girl sings it than a guy. Not like because it's actually a woman or a man, but just because of the way a the woman's voice works versus how Dean's voice works with it. I just prefer that one, but it's still a great song and a great choice. All right, cool. All right, now we go over to my portion of uh, of the lists. Oh, um, all right, so my number 10 was a skip from earlier uh, that Santa Claus is coming to town, uh, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, my number nine is probably uh, my second most on-brand on Brooklyn pick. It is the Eagles version of Please Come Home for Christmas. Ooh. Ooh. So for the longest time, I thought that I thought this was an Eagles original. Um, it sort of just, just popped up, and then uh, I realized uh, actually probably two hours before the show went live um, that it was that it was a cover. So I was like, all right, I have to I have to get this on here. Um, it's kind of perfect in the way that Don Henley's vocals work, uh, and then the how they fit the guitar solo in in, in between, and how they use that pre-chorus to really get that like. Eagles harmony that I think everybody's sort of uh, fall, fallen in love with. Um, just a really cool sort of like 70s, 70s sort of ballad um, that I think is often overlooked by the Bon Jovi version, uh, which is uh, good, but not great. Um, Jim, your thoughts on this, uh, on this Eagles cover? Um, you guys seem to love the dad rock, um, putting it on here with the Eagles and that God awful, whatever the fuck that's coming up that we're going to talk about. Um, but I do not have any of that on my, on my list. So let RJ talk about this dad rock where he's going to be like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> All right, RJ, talk, let's talk about the song. And is it awesome? I mean, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just thinking about how I'm glad this is a podcast and no one can see me trying to kill this fly that needs to die. <laughs> but um, but no, this is this is this is a really good song. This is a great song. Um, I'm trying to remember like what movie. There's one movie that like it literally gets me every time, and I can't think of it. Uh, it's not Home Alone. Uh, I can't think of it right now. I've been watching Home too many Christmas too? movies. I'm <laughs> one of them has it. One of them has it. I know one of them has it. I'm sorry. I confuse the two sometimes of who has which song. But no, this this is a good version of it. Like the like he said, the Eagles, um, the way it starts out there, kind of getting that Eagle vibe like right at the start and then going into it. Like he said, yeah, uh, some people are a little bit more familiar with the John, uh, John Bon Jovi version. But I think people should give this one a chance because it's really nice. Uh, and Kirk? Yeah, um, 
like you, Brooklyn, I thought this was an Eagles original. I didn't know this was anyone had uh, done this previously. And um, it may have made my list. I definitely would have considered it if I, if I had known that because it is a really good song. Um, it is, again, it's just like one of those things, like going back, like we were saying about um, the Dean Martin song, it feels like an Eagle song. It just has their sig- that's their stamp on it, their signature feel to it. Their vocals work so well with this. Um, and, yeah, I think it's head and shoulders above the, the Bon Jovi version. Uh, so, yeah, that's a really solid pick. All right, now we go to my number eight, uh, and I will be surprised if anybody has this. It is the new song version of Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. So um, this was liter- this was quite literally from a random Christmas album that we had in the car growing up. Um, quite easily the best cover on it on it by far. It has it's. It's I don't, I don't it's it's either a quartet or it's five or it's five of them, um. But they have they all have very like grand sort of like tenor and baritone baritone voices. So it sort of gives it like that very monstrosity monstrosity sort of like tone. Um, and it, it's, it fits really well fits really well with this because it's like this really big horns. Um, and the way the song ends. Um, just with all of them and like the three part harmony, and that they're just belting out that last Mister Grinch, and it's just it's so it's it's so cool. I can't can't not recommend this song enough. Um, I just think it's a it's a a cover that no that people don't realize that they that they need. I guess in a way. Um, RJ, your thoughts on your amigo and Mister Grinch? Uh yeah, I didn't know this was a cover that I needed because I didn't even know it existed. But no, I mean, the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch is a classic song to listen to at Christmas time. I'll be honest, my guilty pleasure is just to listen to the version from Jim Carrey's film because I just like the change in all the voice tones and everything. And let's be honest, I love when he belts out empty hole when he has the torch in his hand. It gets me every time. It just makes me laugh. But I need to check this out because that sounds amazing Like to hear a song like this because uh, Pentatonix did just do a cover of You Mean One with Mr. Grinch, and I enjoyed it. I didn't put it on my top 10, but I enjoyed it. So to hear that there's other covers of it out there, I would like to explore that. Uh, Kirk? Uh, yeah, I mean, usually with a song, I'm kind of – I haven't heard your version. Usually with a song, I'm kind of just leave well enough alone. Uh, you know, the original from the animated version is good enough. And, you know, you don't really have, and I think like, it's one of those things like, oh, we're going to play with the cartoon song and have, you know, do, and it just, it just usually falls flat for me. Um, but like I said, I can't judge your version because I haven't heard it. As long as we can all agree that the animated version is, is exponentially, sorry, the sixties animated version yeah. is exponentially better than a live action. Uh, Jamie, yeah, your thoughts on the song? Like. Uh, that is like saying chocolate pudding is better than apple pie. Like they're different, they're different things. Uh, I, I go to one when I want something and the other when I want something else. Uh, but like I'm kind of with Kirk on this one where it's like I just really like the original version. I'm, I mean, I would be open to listening to your, I just haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, so I can't really speak on yours. I just really like that original version. So usually when I hear like the cover, the covers of it where it's just trying to do that same thing, I'm like, oh, this kind of just sucks. So I just skip it because the original version is just is like perfection. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, all right, over to my number seven. This is the generic pick of the bunch. Uh, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It is Mariah Carey's version of Silent Nice. This song is not getting skipped, and this artist is not getting skipped. Oh, no, because little... all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so this is very like 90s R&B, R&B gospel. There are a bunch of different versions that you could throw on here. I think I considered like Kelly Clarkson and I think Jessica, Jessica Simpson actually does a really good version uh, of the, of this song. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's that very sort of anthem. Well, yeah, I guess anthemic feel. Um, and this is one I think Silent Night, the more singers that are on it, the, the the better. And it's really like that tone that you established from from the first silent and like how and like really how many voices you have in there. And it's just that that it's that wholesome sort of sort of vibe that you get. I know we've talked I talked about this on Chris's episodes before, where it's like often you would have you would see the church um like lights lights go completely out. There'd be no music. It would literally just be the voice of the con- of the congregation, and it's that like it's like that hauntingly beautiful sort of vibe that I th- that I love. Um, Kirk, your thoughts on Silent Night? Uh, where where is this? Where, why is it not, not on your list? Um, it's one of those ones where I couldn't. There, there's no like definitive like all the list songs on the list like there has to be like a definitive version and there's no definitive version of Silent Night for me like Mariah Carey's is good there's a lot of the good ones but it's again it's it's not a song that has really you know like personally impacted me like some of these other songs I have and I mean it's a great it's a beautiful song but just for my own, my own opinion my own taste on it and um, there are a couple probably Mar- Mariah Carey songs we could have put on this list because she's you know she's done some good Christmas stuff obviously. Um, but yeah, this one, you know, I thought about Silent Night briefly, just trying to find something. Like I said, if I, when I was doing the list, if a, if a, if a version didn't hit me right away, then I usually just kind of moved on and that's what happened with this one. Yeah. Uh, Jim. Um, Silent Night is like the cigarette after sex type of thing where you just wanted to kind of, after you hear the like really fun Christmas songs and everything, you're like, okay, now it's Silent Night. We're passing like this really nice house. that has got like a nice you know, they, they they put up their Christmas decorations, which, you know, good, but they didn't put up, like, the inflatable Grinch and stuff, so it's not... So, like, yeah, we're, we're on our cool down of looking at Christmas lights, and now it's Silent Night, and we're looking at the more basic houses, and, you know, it's it's okay, but I'm not like, Silent Night, yeah, I gotta get that on my list. Yeah. Um, RJ? Yeah, um, the reason I can say, the reason it just didn't make my list is just because I am more about like a little bit like Christmas songs that like kind of lift my spirits and not that Silent Night doesn't lift my spirits, just not in that way. Like, like we say Silent Night is a very calming song. Let's be honest. You usually put that on to put the kids to sleep on Christmas. You put on that album that has all the, what child is this away in a manger and Silent Night. Cause like, that's what helps put them to bed in a nice peaceful, but it is a beautiful song. And Mariah Carey does actually do a really good job at it. I just hate her, but she does a really good job at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Now we go to my number six. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And uh, and that this is my only Glee cover. Um, so shout out to Cameron Holtzman, but he says I have the wrong Glee cover. But it is Merry Christmas, Darling. Uh, so Merry Christmas, Darling, originally done by the Carpenters. Uh, this particular version done by Leah Leah Michelle. Uh, she does. It's I hadn't heard the original be- be- before, oh before, before I heard this, um, and I just kind of I wouldn't say I felt fell in love with the song, but I, I definitely gravitated to like how how it sort of presents itself as like this sort of like should I, should I, should I not? Like uh it's essentially about this like about this woman, um, you know, I I am in love with you, but I don't I'm not sure if you want to be with me, but like Merry Christmas anyways. Um 
and I just like the I like the sort of eeriness and the un the unorthodox way that that that, that the song uh song ends. Um, and it's just that again, it's those it's that echoing, and it's the I think it's everything that you find in Christmas covers is those like long swaying strings. Uh, that 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 you guess. Um, but yeah, uh, RJ, your thoughts on uh, on Rinker's Throne? Well, at least I wasn't the first one to bring up a Glee song. <laughs> and I'm wondering if I have a pick that Cameron Holtzman would agree with now. But um, no, this is this is a nice cover. Like like Glee in its early years did not actually do a bad job of their of their Christmas covers. I will give them that. A lot of their earlier stuff was really good. The most abysmal one was their Chipmunk cover because it was just horrible, and it was a horrible scene too. But 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 aside from that. No, it was it was a song that, like you said, um, just kind of. I, I didn't know it was. I didn't know it wasn't like newer. So like, um, I mean, I didn't. Oh, well, I don't know why I just said that. I was thinking of something else. I, I I enjoy some of their Christmas songs more, so that's why I didn't think of this one. But I do like this cover, Leah Michelle. A, a lot of times, this is one of the songs that I do love her on. So yeah, it, it's a great pick right there, especially and yeah, like I said, at least I'm not the first one to bring up Glee. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the uh, how, Brooklyn, how did it feel to take your high horse on your way to the top of Mount Pius? Uh, you like go, you going? I don't have any pentatonic songs. I don't have any pentatonic songs. Here's Glee. It's like okay, you have you have like pentatonics. Like before Pentatonics was formed, what was the inspiration to form Pentatonics? Glee, and Brooklyn has it on his list. So fuck you, Brooklyn. <laughs> I I I definitely agree with Art J that like I I don't have any Glee songs. Um, and uh, but I agree with Art J. Like the beginning, the first like two three ish seasons, like the covers that they do, and like especially on the Christmas ones, it's like this stuff's not that bad. But then like. Once it got more like, um, I I can't think of any other word but to say it is like woke. Like when Twitter and like with social media kind of got bigger and they got like even more woke. And then over like like to the nth degree, it was like, oh, this is kind of it's like okay, I'm I'm checking out Glee and and the songs got worse, so it's like this isn't even worth it anymore. Um, but yeah, it's like I have nothing against like especially the early Glee covers and stuff, but. Um, I just none of them made my list for me. Uh, and Kirk, uh, yeah, I I've never liked this song. I I know the a lot of people like the Carpenter's Christmas stuff. I've never liked it. When I was a kid, that was like the album that my mom and some of the other adults would want to listen to. We just had to like kind of tolerate it. It's like oh, so boring, and I've never kind of like grown out of that. Uh, my attitude towards this song. Uh, I I don't I I didn't watch Glee. Uh. But from what I know about their music, it's weird to me that this is something they would do. Like, because Glee sing was like usually right, like putting a spin on something, and I don't see where the spin is to be had on this song because it's just so monotone. And so, so it surprises me that Glee did a cover of it. Um, but yeah, the, the song itself is something I've never enjoyed. Yeah. Sometimes right. Glee, Glee's twist was Leah Michelle's gonna sing it now. <laughs> that really was, yeah. It's just we're gonna sing it instead of yeah, being the original right. artist. Um, all right, Jim, uh you're ten through six. My number ten, Pentatonics, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Ooh. 
Um, this one, which um, I didn't think was going to get skipped, and I switched out. Um, my, I, like my ten and eleven uh, were were like um, this one, and then uh, Santa Claus is coming to town by Pentatonix. But I was like, I'm going to go ahead and just switch out last second and put this one because this one does um, spoiler alert for something to come. It takes one of those like really slow and like. So, like, again, nothing wrong with the original version, but this is where Pentatonix does their best, where they take the original version, and then they add their spin to it, and then make it more upbeat and more fun, and it's like, and they just do a lot with it, because they start the the beginning, like, 30 seconds to a minute of, like, just doing the original version, and then they add their spin to it, and it's just really great, and it's really fun, and I just love this version of the song. Um. So, yeah. Um echo everything that I said about Pentonics beforehand. I will talk about the song. It's a great song. Plus, um, if I'm talking about, about my favorite cover of the song, I might say The Simpsons. I think it was, like, season like one, or, like, season one through four. There's one uh, one Chris episode that it ends with all of them singing it, and it's just, like, a that's just a fun, random moment. Um, I do like this sort of, like, twist on, on, on the song. Just not my, like, uh, 100% cup of tea. Uh, Kirk, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Heart to Herald Angels Sing is one of those songs for me that was kind of just there. Um, I never hated it. I did not want to listen to it, but it was just, it wasn't something that I was, like, got excited to hear. Um, I haven't heard the Pentatonix version, so, you know, I, like you said, there's a, you know, they, they put a, a twist on it. It's probably, you know, they do a lot of cool stuff that I know, so that I'll, I'll check that out. Um, but the song itself is not one I've ever been like, ooh, Heart to Herald Angels Sing. I got to stick around and listen to this. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is off their first album, and it's awesome. This is off their first Christmas album, and it's awesome. <laughs> like, it's the, so was Okomo Komi Manuel. So I, I really do love that Christmas album of theirs, their first one. And this is one of those ones, yeah, exactly like he said. Like, they start off kind of doing it the regular way. And not a lot of people know this. Like, the, the three singers of Pentatonix were all choir kids. So Are when they Texas, all, from Yeah, they're all kids from Texas singing high school together. So when, when you hear them, it's nice to hear that, that like they do have that choir training and they're able. So in my opinion, flawlessly able to switch into the style they've created as pentatonics and heart, Daryl Daniels sings is one of those perfect versions, uh, perfect examples of that. Uh, Jim, your number eight or no, your nine rather number nine, baby. It's cold outside. And the version heart I skip. went with. <laughs> the version I went with is Zoe Deschanel and Leon Redwood from the credits of Elf. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, screw you guys who are going to put a Dina Menzel and fucking Michael Bublé. Fuck all of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, number, my number eight uh, is the Dean, Dean Martin, and it's Let It Snow. Ooh. Let It Snow, Dean Martin. Or as our great Sean Connery would say, Let It Snow. Let It Snow. <laughs> It's now. Um, so is, this is not a skip. Oh. I'm waiting no. for you to skip yourself. <laughs> uh, we won't get that. We won't get there. Uh, we won't get there until later. Um, that's why I made the audible. I would have already skipped myself, but I made the audible. Uh, this version of Let Us Know. It's one of the. It's one of my songs that you know, like almost all of the versions sound similar. Um, and this one doesn't really do much because it sounds almost like the like the Frank Sinatra version. Like all of them sound really similar, but this is the one where it's just like this exact version is the one I like in the way that Dean's uh, voice sounds in this one. Um, 
that's why I just I picked this one. All right, uh, Kirk. Uh, yeah, this is a good pick. Uh, again, this is a song that there's no definitive version for me um, because, you know, Frank sang it, Dean sang it, everybody sang it. Um, but this is really good. The Dean Martin version is really good. If I was going to pick another Dean Martin song, this would probably be somewhere in like my top five, top six of ones I'd have to choose from because he does he does a really good job with it. Yeah. Uh, RJ? Yeah, uh, I kind of agree with Kirk that this is one of those songs that like it's a great Christmas song, and the only reason it's not on my list is because I couldn't find a definitive version of it. I couldn't find a version that, like, really spoke out to me. Because, like Jim said, a lot of the covers, they're, they're kind of the same. I usually like the ones that stick to the original. The people who try to do something different usually end up ruining it. Like, they kind of take away from it. Like, just sing it the way it's supposed to be sung, and it's always going to be a good song. And Dean Martin's version is good. Um, which fun fact, this is one of the songs that I earmarked as like Pentatonix tries to do like their own spin on it, and it's like, oh, it kind of doesn't work. Just yeah. stick, do what artist said, kind of stick to what works on that one. Yeah, um, I'll just echo what everybody else said. Uh, it, it's a great song, but there is no definitive, there is no like definitive, definitive version. Um, but the Rat Pack is on my list, uh, somewhere. Um, so we'll get to them sooner or later. But uh, Jim, your number seven. Number seven, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis okay. version. Is this not at all either? Perfect. Um, just like Let It Snow, like this is another one where all the versions sound like pretty similar. Um, that and that I like, but. And this is um, the Johnny Mathis version because I had another one. Um, Perry Como. Como, yeah, I think I said that right. The, there's a those two both. I like really, I really like both versions of the song, but it's just like almost almost like with um, Sinatra and Dean Martin, where it's like this, the versions sound pretty similar, but it's just like Johnny Mathis has the the voice that I'm looking for with it, to where it just it just hits it hits the spot just just right. Um, over the uh, the Perry version, so yeah, uh, RJ. Uh, this is another mall song for me. Sometimes gives me nightmares. Sometimes I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> I think actually it's the Perry Como one that that usually is played in the stores. If I'm not mistaken, I would I would have to go. And, yeah, like so, like I know that version very well, so I would have to look up this version. Um, but it's a great song choice. Like I said, it's it's one of those. It's it's exactly what it says in the song. You put it on when it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and it's just a fun song to sing when it's that time. Uh, yeah, this is a song uh, for me that has grown uh, grown in the last few years. Um, if I were to pick a version, I would probably pick the Bing Crosby version uh, with Michael Bublé's being being a close second. I just love sort of the swoon that that that, that, Bing, that Bing has. But this is also a a very acceptable version. Um, Kirk, your thoughts. Yeah, Johnny Mathis for me is one of those you know famous Christmas artists that just doesn't do it for me. Uh, it's it, it, I can't tell you how many times during Christmas I hear a song start and I'm like, oh, this song. And I was like, oh, a couple seconds later, it's the Johnny Mathis version. Um, he's not he's not bad. It's just every Ouch. song he does, there's three or four or five versions I'd rather hear than his, and I don't know why they're playing his. Um, and this song is in that in that category for me. All right, um, and Jim, your number six. My number six, and I will be skipping myself, is the is Sleigh Ride by Pentatonix. I also have more Pentatonix to come, and I also have more Sleigh Ride to come. 
Uh, so Jim, a jukebox first, uh, skipping <laughs> out. Fuck you. This is covers. This is covers. Fuck you. <laughs> um, RJ, uh, you're number five. All right. So I thought I was going to have to duck and be off screen when I said this, but since Brooklyn already brought up Glee, I don't feel so bad anymore. But uh, I wonder. I wonder now. I want to hear from Cameron Holtzman after this to see if if this was the song he was thinking of. Because I think out of all their Christmas covers, this is one that knocks it out of the park every time. And it was a skip. And it's "Baby, It's Cold Outside" uh, with Darren Chris and Chris Colfer. That was the second. That was my like my backup. Baby, it's cold outside. Just because Darren Chris is is, is Darren Chris. And all right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We, but I had it higher, so yeah, I just go for it. I forgot. I didn't skip as well. Didn't you skip the song as well? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought somebody else skipped it. No. <laughs> okay, go for it. But all right, but yeah, no. Um, I just because, like I said, it, this was one of those things. Like, I'll admit, the the reason it sticks out to me is because of the representation of LGBTQ. It's it's a twist on the song that we've never seen before. It's always a male and female, you know. Um, duet and it's it's you know the song kind of lends itself it's supposed to be and they were able to do something magical with it and honestly i think it even serves itself better when you actually watch the scene this is one of those i can listen to it but when you watch it with the scene as well and it's more of a because you know a lot of people with this song this song has gone through its paces in recent years kind of with the woke community that everybody's like whoa you got to really listen to this song man what is he trying to do to her and i'm like Stop digging into that. Like, I get why it can make people uncomfortable. I 100% understand. But that's obviously not what they were trying to do all the way back then. Like, if you really think that's what it is, you just have a sad outlook on life. This, this to me, uh, this song is just always fun to play at Christmas. Everyone at least wants to hear one version of the song at Christmas time. And to me, this is just the, the version that sticks out the most. Uh, Jim? Um, so for my version, um, I went with the one that plays in the credits of Elf uh, because uh, a theme to happen later, which I will bring up again, is uh, this particular version of the song uh, reminds me of a Christmas movie that I love. Uh, but also just I like that in usually in Baby It's Cold Outside, it's kind of like it's kind of like that it's more on the guy's part that he's kind of like the lead of it. But with this one, it's more like Zoe is like in control of it. Um, and I just really like her voice in, in this like recording of it. So yeah, that's why I went with that, uh, with that version. And cause you know, it just reminds me of elf and I love elf. Uh, the best time, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing Laugh for all to you. Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? Uh, <laughs> Kirk, your thoughts on the song? Yeah. Um, as far as their versions go, I, I, I like I said, I don't watch Glee, so I, I've never heard RJ's version. I really like um, the 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 version from Elf. I even like the the scene. Obviously, not Will Filler's part because he's not a singer, but the scene in the movie where she's singing in the in the shower. Um, you know, she she that that sounds really her part of that sounds really good. Um, so you add the other uh, who 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 who's who's the the, the man that who does the voice the snowman? I forget who uh, that Leon, is. Leon Redwood. Yeah. Um, his their their voices just go so well together. Just got like that real bluesy feel to it, um, and and I love that. Yeah, I enjoy the song, and I'm right there with RJ. I'll defend the song all day. It's like give it a rest. They're adults. They're flirting with each other. There's a, there's a subtle subtext. If you don't get that, it's it's that that's on you. 
Um, they, they both people in this song know what's going on. The woman's not stupid. She's playing along. They're, ha- they're, 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 they're toying with each other. It's, it's just like a flirty, romantic thing. Everybody relax. The song's fine. Yeah. Um, I do understand why it did sort of get taken taken off taken off of the airways, but uh, I do love the do love the Glee version because especially whenever you see them perform that, you get that like you get that very sort of like golden age of golden age Hollywood sort 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 of sort of vibe with it. Like seems like it's something like right right out of the right out of the fifties. Um, but uh, we'll now go over to uh, Kirk for your number five. Uh, my number five is Frosty the Snowman by the Ronettes. Okay, I have a sleep on the artist, but not the song. Okay, yeah, well, that's I understand that because the Ronettes are one of my favorite Christmas groups. Uh, they have so many great, fun Christmas songs. Um, I, I and you know, I could have put you know three or four different songs on the list, and that you know, if I if if I wasn't keeping it to one artist each, they probably would. You know, they could have very easily dominated the entire list, um, but. This is my favorite song that they do. It's so much fun. Um, that one part of the song where it's like when they heard him holler, stop, bump, bump, bump. That's my favorite moment in any uh, any Christmas song. That's that's so much fun. And just I just love the the tempo. The song feels like it's it's racing itself. It's like just so f- like it's got that really quick pacing, and um, it just it's just real. It's real frenetic, and I, and I just love it. And the and the vocals are so good. Um, you know, Frosty Snowman is kind of just a, an overplayed, boring song. Uh, at this point, for me anyway, like it's just okay. It's it's a kid song, and you know it is what it is. Uh, but they just put such a great, fun spin on it. So much energy in the song uh, that I that I just get so excited every time it comes on. Yeah, um, this is I think for I know this term has been used before before the show, but this is the mall song. I think I, I think for me, where it's just like if you if I could if I could picture a, if I could hear a song just without it, well, like by just thinking about it, uh, would be, would be Frosty the Snowman. Um, kind of, it is over, it is overplayed. Uh, I do like, do like the version. It's, it, it's great, but I think it's just kind of lost its touch, um, as it's played over the years. Um, RJ, Frosty the Snowman. Um, yeah, this is actually, um, this is one of those, like, uh, covers that is not well known. I surprisingly know of this cover, which I'm surprised about. <laughs> As soon as he said it, I kind of remembered it. But it I think it's one of those, it falls under the uh, the curse of the mall music. You always hear the original. You hear the one from the cartoon. Like, that's that's the one you're always going to hear. And I, I do believe it is one of those Christmas songs. I kind of agree with Brooklyn that just, like, over the years, it just hasn't aged well. But that's because people only know the one version because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to tackle. It, it's, it's hard to tackle it. And um, so... But but this is actually a pretty good version of it. Like I said, for people who still like enjoy the movie, I, I would recommend checking out this cover of it because it's it's a really nice cover. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna start running into time constraints soon, so I'm just gonna say I really like the original version, and that that's that's why it's not on my list. All right, cool. All right, we'll go to my number four, uh, and this is my number last. Four or your five. My five, sorry. My five, we forgot about the great Boney M uh, and Mary's Boy Child slash Oh My Lord. Uh, so uh, I 
am not sure uh, who does who does the original of this. Uh, I know Ben Crosby does a very does a pretty famous version of the of Mary's Mary's Boy Child, uh, but it is the lone Christmas disco song that I think that I think works. Boney M is is uh, very niche, I guess, and I guess in like how people how people adore them. They you have this, and then you have like Rasputin, but I don't think there's like anything else that's like on that caliber uh, of of their uh, of their of, of their stuff um but yeah it's just it's it's grooving it's a bop um i always love i always love play i always love playing it like in in, in church it's, it has a grace it has a great sort of like acoustic rendition um but yeah uh mary's boy child was born on christmas day uh jim uh where was pony m um I honestly don't know what this song is. <laughs> title. It sounds like you just made up a whole bunch of words and then said them together. Um, so I mean, I'll I'll give it a I'll give it a little listen uh, later today, but or tonight. Uh, spoiler alert: we're filming at night. So uh, yeah, I can listen to it later tonight, but just not not didn't come to my mind. Uh, Kirk. Uh, yeah, I really like this song. I it, honestly, it's one I kind of forgot about, but yeah, it's really catchy. It's really fun. Um, it takes something more traditional and um, you know puts that for then, I guess, modern spin on it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a really good song. I really like the. Um, I think Harry Belly. I don't know if Harry Belafonte did the original or not. Um, if you can tell me his versions of Mary's Boy Child is a cover, I, I might use that as a scratch because uh, I love that version. That's really really good. Um, I like that better, obviously, but this is a pretty cool spin on it too. Uh, RJ, I'm not sure if I know what this song is, so I'm going to go with the notion that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds awesome. I mean. You guys, I trust your judgment in music, so it may be something I have to check out later as well. It's uh, it's it's unique. We'll we'll say that. Like I said, it's it's. I think of the only Christmas disco song that, that, that I can think of. Um, Jim, your number five. My number five. Uh, and you are really. Uh, I really doubt this is a skip because this is basically the only cover of this song. Uh, but um, in two thousand ish. NSYNC released a uh, Christmas song called Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And um, Pentatonix did a version of it that is just better in every way uh, compared to the NSYNC version, except uh, with its amount of Justin Timberlake. Um, Like, I mean, I listened because I did not this. I messaged in the chat was like, I'm adding something to my list because I didn't know it was a cover. I really thought this was like a Pentatonix original. And then I Googled it. I I really I just was not like I was never like oh the NSYNC Christmas album let me let me put this bad boy in <laughs> or just like just the the way because the Pentatonix version is you completely replace the tune of the song and it just is all of the acapella which so it sounds it's pretty much just an exact they don't really do much different except that but it just makes it sound so much more different especially with um, with the guys versus voices with Kirsty's thrown in there compared to just five guys um, doing it with NSYNC. So it's like, I, I didn't really connect the two, um, but yeah, it's just, this is just a like home run grand slam by Pentatonix. Uh, I'll go to RJ first on this one. 100% agree with my boy down there. Um, I, I am familiar with NSYNC's cover and Again, totally forgot their cover of it existed, but as soon as he said it, it automatically played in my head because he's right. It is 
it is a great cover of this song. I also agree that it's superior because it's just like you listen to Instinct's version and it's just so overtaken by the music in the background to me that you kind of miss out on the voices. So when you do it a cappella and they get to play with it a little bit more, it's a great Christmas song. And yeah, Pentatonic's version uh, slaps. Uh, Kirk? Um, I'll make it easy. I have not heard either version, so... How dare, you. How dare you? So if some if somebody told me that the pentatonics version is like the best version, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that you were wrong because it like I could see that being like the objectively correct answer. But I I just have that nostalgia for NSYNC, and I think I just like the the pep that NSYNC sort of brings into it. There's a there is that like staccato ness, especially especially in the chorus. Um, but yeah, I do like their I do like their rendition. Um, Jim, you might have converted me into a pentatonics uh, believer. Um, but we now go to RJ for your number four. Well, let's hope we continue that train with this next one because we're going back to pentatonics, and that's going to be with their cover of "What Christmas Means to Me," originally recorded by uh, Stevie Wonder. Actually, Aww. if most people the. What Christmas means to me, my love. If you if you don't know it by its title, it's that's on the candles burning low, lots of mistletoe. Oh and, my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, to me, it's it's one of those like more people consider it a modern Christmas song, even though it was recorded in the seventies. You know, most people were in Kirk's. You know, not, not trying to call out Kirk, but the way he was asking, like, so we're supposed to do pre twentieth century, right? They did have <laughs> to. As long as there's a cover of it, it counts. And it's another one of those songs that, like, it's already a fun song, and they get to have so much more fun with it when they do it a cappella. It's just, it's, it's one of those songs that, like, gets you having a good time and everything. Yeah, I, I just, it's, it's a song I can't get enough of. <laughs> um, so I will do the same thing that Kirk did last time. I haven't heard either version. Currently listening to the Pentatonics You probably version. have, and you um, don't know it. I'm, I'm telling you, that Stevie Wonder song is everywhere. Yeah. Watch right. Black Cinema, sir. <laughs> Watch Black <laughs> Cinema. That's all I can tell you. Uh, Jim. Um, so basically the exact like thing that just happened with the last one, I'm doing this time. Like, like I didn't have it on my list, but once RJ said it, I'm like, oh, fucking duh. Duh, of course. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, just like everything RJ said. It's just perfect. Uh, Art is the perfect human in this uh, playlist. So <laughs> um, yeah, I love the original so much, and I like what Pentatonics do it, but for me, it's like they have fun with it, and they, they do something really cool with it, but you can't top. The, the original is just in, in its purest form. It's, just, it's like pure Christmas joy, uh, and just, just Stevie's voice alone um, is so great. Um, that I, again, like I'm not, I, I'm not saying that the, the Pentatonix is, is bad. They do some really cool stuff with it, um, but just I'm, just, I just love that original so much. All right, um, now we go over to you, Kirk, for your uh, for your number four. Uh, this is going to get skipped again. This is where I had White Christmas by the Drifters. Uh, still a skip, still a yeah. skip. Wow. <laughs> um, hey, all right. So that... mm-hmm. What version right. do you have, Kirk? I'm curious. It's the Drifters. Oh, you also have to drifters. Even yeah. better, yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all right, we're gonna go to my number four. This is uh the sec this is the second uh on brand Brooklyn pick. It is a it's a Canadian band, uh, and it is the Seven Joys of Mary, uh by Great Big C. 
Uh, so, Great Big C is a Newfoundland folk uh, folk band. Um, this is actually a Newfoundland uh, folklore tale. It's sort of a sort of a tale similar to Twelve Days Crisis, but but in reverse. Uh, so it goes: like, the first good joy of Mary um, was joy of one. The first good uh, first good joy that, Je uh, that Jesus has, or some something along those lines. But it has that very sort of like limerick -y, limerick -y vibe. Um, there's some really cool things happening in the. There's a music interlude in between verses four and five that they also have as a as a cheat as a key change. Um, really good, really good harmonies. Um, I think the only thing is only instrument is a bodrin, but then they have like a mandolin and a tin whistle um, during that during that interlude. Um, highly, highly check this out. Check I recommend to check this out. Um, and an incredibly overlooked Canadian band and the incredibly overlooked uh, like just East Coast band overall. Um, I'll let you guys I'll let you give you guys a chance to look it up. Um, Jim, uh, your thoughts on a Canadian uh, on a Canadian band? I you just said you'll have to let us look it up, so I'll have to look it up later. I don't have much to say because I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, RJ, have you had a chance to look to look it up yet? I've looked it up and I'm reading the lyrics right now. And it does, like you say, it has that that kind of 12 days of Christmas feel. And, and God, every time Brooklyn brings up a Canadian bat, all I can think of is bare naked ladies. And I feel bad about that. <laughs> and, uh, and that's not Brooklyn's fault. That's my prejudice. But, but, but like in my head, if it works like that, maybe I'll enjoy it when I listen to it later. <laughs> uh, Kirk. Yeah, I'm looking at now. I have never heard of this band. Never heard of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend che checking out both if you love just like really like upbeat folk stuff. Um, Jim, your number four. My number four in my last pentatonic song is uh, what they did with Hark the Herald Angels Sing, but like on steroids and way better with Oh Come All You Faithful. They did though. <laughs> this this version of the song is like. They take it's got like almost like what you think when you think of like Disney's Hercules, where you're like, oh, they're just gonna do like this church choiry gospel black gospel version of this song, and it's like, yep, that's exactly what they're gonna do, and they do it, and they do it like awesome. Like they they start out with the kind of like basic of Oh Come All You Faithful, and then they like Kirsty and Mitch are doing like these backing like. Yeah, yeah, like backing vocals, and then like it keeps building and building, and then the the like church choir comes in, and it's just like this song is just pure joy, and it's just like every part of it is amazing. So this is why it's my highest pentatonic song and my my last one until we have to talk about the one I already skipped. <laughs> um, I realize as I as I sort of listen to it that it has a very similar vibe to Hasadiga Ibuai. Um, from 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 Book of Mormon. Um, if anybody anybody has heard that, very similar like melodic structure. Um, oh, come all you faithful! In particular, similar to how we talked about a game plan of midnight clear. This was like the song I think that opened every single Christmas mass that I've that, that, that I've went to. So it's just it's oh, come all you faithful has sort of that like good not great uh, moniker. Um, and I don't think it'll ever, ever like sort of like surpass, surpass that like good to grace um, tier. Um, RJ, your thoughts on Oh Come All You Faithful? Uh, yeah, like I said, anything from their first Christmas album is almost pure perfection. That is probably like the best Christmas album ever, in my opinion. Their first one, first outing at it. But um, yeah, Oh Come, uh, oh, come All You Faithful. 
uh, is one of those Christmas staples. Uh, I agree with you 100%. You know, I remember hearing it. Now, in my church, it was either that or Joy to the World that ended the Christmas Mass. So so that was it was kind of like the ender, just to, like get everybody. All right, everybody, wake up. Midnight Mass is over. Go home. It's 1 o'clock. Let's get out of here. But um, but yeah, it, it's it's a great cover to it. Like he says, what they're what they're able to do, uh, with their harmonizing in the background, just playing with the notes. I, I love it. It's it's a great song, and I'm surprised I have higher PTX songs than Jim. Um, and Kirk, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure I've heard this version. Um. And I'm sure it's good again. I mean, it's probably obvious by now. I'm not as big a Pentatonix fan as uh, Jim and RJ. I, I like them, but they're not somebody that I that I sit around and you know uh, listen to a lot. Uh, but they're good. And like I said, I'm, I'm sure I've heard us. I'm sure it's good. But again, this is one of those songs that for me was just kind of there at Christmas. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't something I got excited about. Um, all right, now we go over to Kirk for your. Uh, no, sorry, not Kirk. We go over. Yeah. RJ. Uh, no, sorry, RJ, for your number three. I know how this show works. Wait a minute. Did I have 11 songs and I'm a dumbass? <laughs> I had 11 songs and I'm a dumbass. <laughs> oh, my right. God. Which, which, oh, which one are you, which one are you cutting? Oh. Okay, here's, here's what's going to answer that question. Okay. Can I have... A non-lyrical song. You can you can do the Cameron Holzman and like have like a pseudo sort of scratch. Okay, well then I'm gonna take my pseudo scratch now and say sorry to the Trans Siberian Orchestra because Carol the Bell slaps. But <laughs> I'm gonna keep this one at my number three because I just watched the movie that is its namesake, not because the movie is named after it, but a movie was named after it, and they covered it in the movie. By someone who we dare not speak his name. Actually, we still do. It, it's Chris Brown's cover of this Christmas. It's it's uh yeah, it's that one. No one has it? Good. Even better. <laughs> yeah, uh th- this Christmas is just one of those like kind of modern songs that like just gets me like it's gonna be a classic a few more years down the road to me. But um, and Chris Brown's cover of it in the movie, he does it at the movie's climax. His family's all together; they're all in church. Um, so it it really rings like you know, and and it's talking about that, like you know, the song is about like just Christmas is special because I'm here with you. And in this case, you know, it can be family, friends, a significant other. It can attribute to a lot of things, and. Uh, like I said, it's just one of my favorite movies to watch at Christmas time. So that's another reason why this song is so high on my list. All right. uh, Kirk, uh, your thoughts? I uh, haven't heard this version, but I love the original. It's, uh, again, probably in my top 10 of all-time Christmas songs. It's a, it's a really good song. And I'm sure, uh, you know, whatever else you say about Chris Brown, he's a good singer. So uh, I'm sure it's a good version. Uh, Jim? Um. I believe Tonics has a great cover of it. <laughs> but I, I probably have heard the Chris Brown version. It just, again, like the big part of my list is that um, I tried to just go through and think of songs that immediately came to mind in this, like, and then go and look for like covers of them that I like. And this just wasn't one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. This song is great. Um, if I was, if I had to pick a version, I would probably go the Christina Aguilera one. Um, 
just I, I'm a sucker for, for her vocals. I kind of grew up with her and like Britney Spears and NSYNC um, all on the same time. Um, Chris Brown, though, um, if we're talking about this song in particular and like the way that he sort of sets it up, I kind of want to listen to Usher now, and I kind of listen to like <laughs> Usher, Usher's take take of this. Um, like he, they do the same thing, but uh, but but Usher isn't like like as flary, I guess, vocal wise. Like that's sort of like where Chris uh, Chris Brown and Christina Aguilera sort of have the same comparison, where they're just kind of like they like like sort of like trilling, I guess, in a way. Um, but now we go over to Kirk for your number three. Uh, my number three is Happy Holidays from Eddie Williams. Uh, for me, this song is just Christmas. Uh, Andy Williams is my favorite uh, Christmas time singer. Uh, like I said, I love the crooners when it comes to Christmas. You know, Sinatra, Perry Como, Ben Crosby, Dean Martin, all those guys. Um, but for me, nobody tops Andy Williams. I don't think he's the best singer in that list, but I think he does the best Christmas music of everybody on that list. And Happy Holidays to me is just like the ultimate song of Christmas cheer that just that build up at the beginning um, is just so exciting and it gets you so excited for Christmas. Uh, this is what I have. I have a short playlist uh, of, you know, when, you know, our, our, my family wakes up Christmas morning, I have a present, I have a, I have a play, and this is like kind of the opener. Like this is like when the kids come in and seal the presents and you, and you play that, that, that opening uh, crescendo from, from this song. And then it just him belting out the tune. It's so much fun. The lyrics are great. Um, I'm just, I got a big smile on my face just, just talking about it cause it's such a fun song. It is just like the ultimate fun time Christmas song for me. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have considered this for my list, but this is the like quintessential version of, ha of, of happy holidays. Um, like as I'm listening to the song, I can almost hear him like sort of like walking, walking down, yeah, walking exactly. down the sidewalk as like the snows, snow like trickles down. Um, yeah, just that, that it's a very like very like uplifting sort of like like on on your toes sort of song um jim your thoughts um yeah i actually was in the car uh like yesterday thinking of like oh what other song should i put and then this song came on the radio and i was like oh yeah andy Williams. anyway I, I just didn't put it on my list but this was like i was like oh yeah of course this one and then i just it just got shuffled around and i didn't put it on there but yeah this was like yeah of course yeah um rj I'm just going to start taking Kirk to the mall because it feels like he's going to have the best time at the mall during Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great, like I said, it's a great song. Great song. Like it sometimes traumatizes me because I always associate it with that kind of Christmas shopping. But hey, I actually am one of those guys that sometimes I'll go to the mall with my family just because I'm going to find a bench, grab a, grab a cup of something. I don't really drink coffee or anything. I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink a hot drink. And just listen to the listen to the music that's available at the mall. But, a, so, nice, yeah. a nice warm apple cider, I think, is my preferred is my preferred holiday drink. I'll go, um, I'll go with the chai tea. Chai, chai tea. tea is chai tea is great. Um, all right, now we go over to my number three. I'm hoping this gets skipped, uh, and it is my lone uh, Rat Pack uh, Rat Pack cover uh, cover slash mashup. It is Little Drummer Boy slash Peace on Earth uh, by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Why did you hope it get skipped? We're at three uh, <laughs> because of because of this gentleman and how much Rat Pack he has he has already had on his list. Um, this is. 
one of my favorite duets ever. Um, it's just really cool, and like how it's it's very much like a passing of the torch in terms of like Bing of like Bing Bing to David because like David would have been like just starting out really, and then like this would have been in the prime of sort of Bing's uh, Bing Crosby's uh, like Christmas specials. Um, the way that their uh, the way that their voices sort of counteract, obviously being this uh, this soothing baritone, and David and David Bowie having having a more like alto, I guess I I, I guess you would say, um, and then just the way that it's sort of like you have uh, Bing come in with like this come they told me, and then you have David come in on um, over top of that with like peace on earth, um, and I just I like that sort of like. It's that very call and answer style that you actually pretty good ladies do a, do a really good version of, as well as some other bands. Um, but Kirk, I am I am shocked that you do not have this on, on your list, um, and I'm curious to hear why. Yeah, I mean I like it. Um, again, for me, like it's it's a song to me. It's been a little bit overplayed. Um, and if you know anything about the the, the history of the song. Basically, they were just supposed to sing Little Drummer Boy, and Bo is like, nah, I don't want to do that. That's kind of just dumb. So they, like on the fly, wrote his version of, or his part of the song, and and mixed them together. And um, I think it's cool that they did that, but at the same time, and I don't know if knowing that affects my my enjoyment of the song, but it's like, I kind of can see how, like, to me, like, like you said, vo like, vocally, like, auditorily, it, it, it's it's beautiful, but like, the there's there's to me there's a little just a bit of clash in the in the styles which again I could see being the appeal uh, but to me it just there's a little bit of like dissonance to me for it so I think that's what keeps it off the list for me again I mean I would probably put it in my top you know twenty twenty five but it's just not cracking the top ten okay uh, RJ both great singers not a great matchup I'm not gonna lie this is one of those songs that just does not do it for me um like I said both great singers um but. Bing Crosby is Bob Wallace, and that's who he'll always be to me. <laughs> uh, Jim, I like I like a lot of Bing. Um, not the search engine that sucks, but uh, this thing <laughs> is great. Um, and then this version of the song just doesn't come to my mind. So, but yeah, Bing Bing Crosby, David Bowie, them. That's both great. Yeah. Um. All right, Jim. Over to you for your number three. My number three uh, is the correct version of this song, not some drunk old guy screaming at a song. Um, it is the Jackson 5 version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, my God. Okay. Fuck you, RJ. Okay. A, a drunk old guy going, Santa Claus coming to town. You have Santa Claus. <laughs> Um, this, uh, this is just like, yeah, it, I mean, Santa Claus is coming to town is what, uh, unless you're a drunk uncle, um, screaming, um, Santa Claus is coming to town three times, uh, is, uh, it's kind of like the same basic version of the song. And this is just like Jackson five, the Jackson five version of it. And you have little Michael and, um, in, in the Jackson five, um, this is little, little Michael, obviously. So he has that really high pitched voice and it's just. Yeah, I, this is my favorite version of uh, of this song. Um, all right, I think RJ, you had you had this song next. Yes, I had it on my list. I don't think anyone else did, so I I had this song, just not the same artist. But yeah, um, I'll be honest. It came down to the two versions that are now on the table: the Jackson Five and the <laughs> And I will admit it to everybody: I'm a sucker for a good bass part. 
and it, and it first brings things when it's you better be good for goodness sake and then that guy comes out of the back you better be good fog it gets me every time i don't know why it puts me in a good mood i don't know why that is what it probably the only reason why i would pick that and that's why it was so low on my list because it's the only reason why i listen to that song over anything else well, don't get me wrong i love when the jack's five version comes on but I'll always enjoy the Bruce Springsteen one more. Um, yeah, this it's kind of apples to oranges in a way. Um, I do not blame uh, anybody who who, who says that, who says they prefer Jackson Five over the Bruce Springsteen version. Um, I know Caleb Bowman is also in the same ship as you, Jim. So uh, so you are not you are not alone in, in this fight. Um, I have been vocal in the past at how much I hate Bruce Springsteen, but this is the one. <laughs> this is one of two Bruce Springsteen songs that I actually enjoy. Um, oh, it's okay. a it's a jam. Uh, my favorite part is probably whenever they go into the sax solo. Uh, and I feel like they, I feel like there are live versions where they just riff off of that for like ten minutes. Um, and I just, I love that sort of like musicality um, that you can get in these in these types of covers. Uh, Kirk, um, you did not have the this like pseudo dad rock song. Uh, no, and actually, I'm totally Team Jackson Five on this. Uh, that was on my short list. That that's probably my uh, eleven or twelve, and I could have put you know a couple more Jackson Five songs on this list. Uh, they have some really good uh, uh, Christmas songs. Uh, the the Springsteen version, I'm not a fan of. Um, I just think it's really, like the the beginning where he starts talking about like you know, you guys been good, and like the crowd is like dead. It's like <laughs> you know he's recorded in like June. And like everybody's like, what's going on? Why is he? Why is he asking about Christmas? It's like not many. You know, it's like nobody's into it. Um, and I think it just affects me too because like this song was like I think pretty new when I was a kid, and like all like you know like my drunk uncles were like singing along to it and thought they were Springsteen, and <laughs> it just like, leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not a Springsteen fan either in general. Um, but yeah, I I I don't love that version. So yeah, de definitely Jackson Five on this one for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we go to uh, to RJ for your number two. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen to me when I bring this up. You thought we weren't going to be able to talk about this song, but there is a cover. It exists. Thank you, Big Time Rush, for covering All I Want for Christmas is You. And screw you, Jim. It's a good cover. <laughs> Shout out no, to RJ, RJ, don't be in such a big time rush. Uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, no, honestly, like I said, it, it's a fun Christmas song, but Mariah Carey's version is so overplayed. No, it's I'm not. It's so underplayed. Sick of her version. <laughs> wow. So it's just a nice change of play for me. It's it's a nice change of pace for me, and I enjoy big time rush in general. I I talked about it. Um, I think last time actually I brought them up randomly too. I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of boy bands. I'm a fan of boy bands. I'm not afraid to admit that, and I like their version. They do a good job with it. They do a serviceable job with it, and it's a cover. So screw you guys. <laughs> um. All right, Kirk. Uh. Yeah. I mean, technically, if you just wanted to put the song on here, wouldn't the Mariah Carey Justin Bieber version count as a cover? And oh, you, you, you could have used that. Is that a technically, remix? Yeah. Isn't that technically a remix? I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind, it's kind of like. Uh, sorry, seems to be the hardest word, uh, but which is a cover of Blue, but it also features Elton John, who ha who is who is the original writer and former of that song. So kind of, kind of a gray area. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I I don't know this version. 
I, I, I don't listen to a lot of big time rush, but uh, this, the, I agree with Jim that the, <laughs> the, the, the original is kind of just over. I mean, it's still a great song, but it just so like, it's like that modern classic that has just been like drilling your head to the, uh, to a ridiculous amount now. So um, again, I was like, I was like, this hers was the original and I couldn't think of anything covered. So, I mean, it wasn't something I thought long and hard about trying to get a list. Um, but yeah, it's, it just it is what it is. Uh, yeah, um, if we had the if we had a list of like most overplayed songs ever, this would be like number two with Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah being a being a IR number one. Uh, I do like this version, um, but I am going to I'm going to be a, I'm going to be an extra Canadian here and say that Michael Bublé or Michael Bublé's uh, cover of this uh, is really cool, despite um, the heavy usage of auto tune. Um, Kirk, your number two. Okay, my number two, dickhead. Oh, um, right. Carrie's version is perfect. There can't be any cover of it. It's perfect. So now you can go to Kirk. All right, now Kirk. <laughs> um, my number two, number one. I feel like I've cheated a lot on this list because technically these are covers, but just like you know, recordings of songs that have been done a thousand times. My two and one are very unique versions of the songs that I picked. Um, and this is my version of. The, the Canadian band that I remember that Brooklyn said that nobody heard of. Um, the song is Good King Wenceslas by a band called Down Here. Um, I, said, I said it to Brooklyn just so someone, I didn't know it would be here, but I, I said to Brooklyn so somebody could talk about it. Um, this is just one of those Christmas albums I got. I was working for a company that distributed, Christmas, uh, distributed music and some other things, and I got a free copy of this. I'm like, and despite the fact that my list is very traditional, I do like to find new Christmas music every year. Uh, so this was like my new Christmas album. Is a, 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 it was just a, there's like a pop rock band, and um, they did this like really fun uh, Christmas album. And Gig, Good King Wenceslas, if you think about like just old, stale, like Baroque style uh christmas music that just has no nothing no life left in it uh this song is so good it just like completely rocks out they're having so much fun um it's it, it's just so much cooler than this song ever has any right to be um and I, again it's it's something i discovered probably like five or six years ago and this is like i get excited at christmas because i get to listen to this song it's so good i love it so much um so yeah i know you guys probably haven't heard it but definitely check it out uh, so I have I have heard this whenever Kirk did whenever Kirk uh, showed it to me, um, I was like, oh, I actually considered a different version of the song for the list. Um, I would have picked I would have picked the Sky Diggers version. Um, it was a, it was a cover that Dad and I had played um, had played quite a bit, and it has um, sort of like a Simon and Garfunkel sort of vibe, like a, just a consistent two part harmony, and it's and it's kind of just like a simple like four chord guitar thing. Um, I I don't like the upbeat upbeat of this upbeatedness of this i would i think i'm gonna be an old man in terms of like i just i like the sort of song not the somberness but i like the sort of like the slow the slow moving song that that, that it can be um but uh jim uh your thoughts on good king wenceslas i don't have any thoughts because i have no idea what this is <laughs> rj do you have any idea what the song is I, I, I took the time to try to look it up real quick because I was just intrigued by the title and surprisingly it came up right away as soon as I was typing it. I was surprised. <laughs> but I know the tune. I never knew it actually had words. I've heard this used in like so many Christmas movies that are like like uh, what do you call it? period pieces. I've heard this tune so many times. I just never knew it had words. 
So I'd be very interested to look this up and, and listen to this. Yeah. My favorite line in this song might be um, mark my footsteps, my good page, uh, tread thou, tread thou in them boldly, uh, which is like, yeah, kind of su- su- yeah. Anyways, uh, now we go to my number two. Um, this is a, this could still be a skip, but it's sort of a conglomeration of a couple of skips. Uh, it is the Michael Blueblay and Shania Twain version of White Christmas. Not a skip. Uh, I have White Christmas at two. Okay. Does anybody have White Christmas or a Michael Blueblay song higher? No. So this is where it ends. Now I under, I, I, I hear you guys and I know what you're saying that um that the other at the other version um of this the, the drifters version is is the better version and you are right it is the objectively better version i am just a little bit like coho and i prefer the michael Bublé shania twain version because it is one two canadian artists two they're just having so much fun and then like you wink when especially whenever you hear shania twain uh, uh come in and she just has fun like fa- sort of like falling down um on on the note um but yeah, like the Drifters version is also is also like inc- incredible in in its own sense. Um, but uh, would, would you say they're simply having a wonderful Christmas time? <laughs> possibly. Uh, but Jim, you also had this at number two. Yeah, I had this at number two, the Drifters version, and this is the um, ultimate bring back to the. Uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite Christmas movies, which is Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. This is the beginning of the uh, this place at the beginning of the movie where you're like uh, going into the Christmas party, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's just like so everything about this song is just this version of it is so perfect. Like just the the like the the beginning of it with the bum bum, but the and then and then it's just when it hits you with that like falsetto towards like the middle to end of it. It's just like everything about this song is so perfect. Um, and it's just, you know, the, the, uh, the drifters, I, there's not much, I, I mean, RJ and RJ and Kirk can say other stuff, but yeah, it's just, yeah. it reminds, it's, it's, this reminds me just of the Santa Claus, which can even more contributes to how great it is. Yeah. Uh, who had it next I had highest? It, I had it yeah, he had it next highest. Kirk. Yeah. Oh, all right, Kirk. Uh, yeah, I love, it's funny cause like my least favorite thing about Christmas and wintertime is the snow and I hate it. And uh, it, there was no cover of Melakaliki Maka because I would have uh, definitely had uh, Bing Crosby's. Well, there's a cover, but I like Bing Crosby, but it had another Cause that's, 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 that's my idea of Christmas weather. But um, this song is so good. This is what I listen. I look forward to hearing it every year. Like Jim said, that began boom, boom, boom. And then that real deep, um, and then, uh, then it goes to the falsetto. The, just the 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 um, the difference between those two voices, and just the, just the, the 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 harmonies the whole way through. Uh, it's such a great song. It's just so much fun to listen to. Um, they do so much cool stuff in it. And yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's 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 uh, Santa Claus, it's Home Alone. Um, it's been used in a lot of different movies um, because I think it has that like just like great like homey Christmas party feel. Uh, yeah, and then RJ. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you, you guys said it all when it comes to the drifters version. Yeah. Cause I remember it from home alone as well. You know, most people will remember it from the scene where he's, you know, dolling himself up and it's when he puts it to his face and starts screaming. Cause the, uh, I think it's aftershave if I'm not mistaken, yeah. he puts on aftershave on his face and it burns. So he starts screaming. And then, um, 
Uh, please tell me somebody knows. Like, I don't think it actually has a different title, but there's a video on YouTube of a cartoon Santa singing this song with reindeer. And when the falsetto comes in, like this other reindeer just wanders into the shot. Yeah. And starts. yeah. That video is the best part of this song. Like it has nothing to do with the original recording of it, but someone that takes that song to such new heights. It's so funny to watch with it, but it's also just a great cover of the song. Just like he said, the, the, do, 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 boom, boom, all that in the background and then the bass taking over first and then the high falsetto coming in and it's one of those falsettos that's like it's funny to listen to because you're like there's no way a guy sings like this there's no way he sings like that it's just it's kind of like funny at the same time it's kind of like the only thing i could compare it to it's like listening to frankie valley you're like there's no way this is actually especially especially coming in after that super deep bass exactly and then just that hits like crazy yeah. yeah, I don't know. We're just being like, like, oh my god! But yeah, it's a great song. Nice. Um, all right, so this this was also Jim's number two. Uh, so yeah. I believe if if it works out right, I believe we can go to Jim's number one. Oh, cool! I can go to I can do my number one. Um, it would be RJ's <laughs> number one. Oh yeah, yeah sorry. All right, yeah, RJ, your number oh, one. Okay, yeah. No, I just thought you wanted to start with him, but no, it's okay. So my number one. Um, it went to PTX. I thought it wouldn't. I was surprised, <laughs> but it went to PTX. And it's also because it's my favorite Christmas song. And that is the Christmas song, otherwise known as chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And uh, yeah, why I put this song at number one is because like I said, I usually am a person who likes very like upbeat music and everything. And especially pentatonics. That's usually their twist on a lot of these songs. But this song shows how they can just, you know, take it slow, slow down and just, you know, sing the song. Like I said, all they do different is sing it acapella. They don't really add anything special to this one. All it is is them singing at acapella. But it's so great. And to me, like to me, this is the Christmas song. I like the title of it because to me, that's what it is. It's it's the Christmas song. Uh, my favorite line from it, especially it gets me every time when it says, so I'm offering this simple phrase from kids to kids from one to 92. And that's why it gets me because that's what it is for me. It's Christmas time always just gives you that sense of childhood wonder. And that's why I love this song so much. That's why it's my number one. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to Jim first uh, as the tectonics lover here. Uh, is this a sound number one? Yeah, I mean, of course it is because it's pentatonics. Uh, but this is like RJ said, like, I mean, they don't really do anything different in this one. They just like are this. It's great to hear them sing this one. This was this was one of my like first cuts, but it was like it was among my bunch because I, you know, I didn't want to do like if I could, I could do like top 10 PTX Christmas songs. But um, but yeah, I, I just it, I just it was one that I just cut kind of quick because I was like, oh, I don't really need the, that that song on there. So I'm like, OK, I'll just cut this one kind of quick. But I, I love this version, too. Yeah. Uh Kirk. Uh yeah, this is another song I think um where Pentatonix does some cool stuff with it, but just the nature of the song itself to me it seems to lend itself more to like a single voice like that. Neckle King Cole version. Um it's almost like he's like reading a love letter. It's a very personal song. So I I, I enjoy a lot more of that style. Um and 
I, I, I like the song overall. It's another one that's been a little played out for me. Um, so it is nice to hear different versions of different things with it. Um, but it just not, wasn't a song I was going in any version. Okay. Um, I do agree with you, Kirk, in that the Nat King Cole version is sort of like the like the not the, the grand opus, I guess, or like the like I would think like the the objectively the, the best version. This is really this is really cool. Uh, you guys are right, like they aren't really changing changing it a whole lot. Um, what I love about this song, it is it as a as a jazz sort of chord, chord progression, very difficult to learn, but it is very uh, very satisfying to, to, to listen to in the way that they're sort of they're they're able to intertwine everything, but take these unconventional steps um, and unconventional steps to get there. Um, but yeah, it's it's the best Christmas song I would I would say um, ob- objectively, um, or the most popular I guess Christmas song overall. Um, but yeah, a solid number one choice. Uh, Kirk, now you go over to your number one. Yeah, my number one. This is favorite Christmas, pure Christmas cover, and the fact that it takes something traditional and does something really cool and really new. Uh, it is a band that RJ accidentally mentioned earlier. Uh, it is the God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, We Three Kings Medley, Fair uh, Naked Ladies, featuring Sarah McLaughlin. This is also number one. Wow. You want me to go first or you want to go? Um, do you mind if I go first on this one? Oh. No, go ahead. Sorry, actually, never mind. Kirk, you go ahead because I have, I, I have a bunch of stuff to talk about. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say this, and this might offend Brooklyn. I am not a Bare Naked Ladies fan at all, like of the, of the regular music. It's not a, not a band that appeals to me at all. Um, but this song, yeah. with, <laughs> what they what what they do with this song is uh, so amazing. It's the, just the, just the music, just that you know, the upright bass that I kind of like jazz trio feel it has to it with them them and then like Sarah McLaughlin coming in. Uh, and it's such it, it takes a very traditional song. And just makes it so much fun, and that's for me personally because Christmas to me, like I, you know, the, the traditional, the spiritual stuff is important to me, but also like just the fun stuff and the family and the presents and the music that, like, so like this is the perfect blend of the sacred and the secular uh, coming together. Um, you know, when the, the the my favorite lyric in the line is uh, when Sarah McLaughlin sings, "Glorious now, behold him arise, King and God and sacrifice." That just gets me. That gives me goosebumps every time. Uh, but when they can make me feel that way, like on a spiritual level. But like it's such a fun, cool song um, that it just encapsulates everything that's awesome about Christmas, um, and it's just such so, such a fun, such a great. Again, I like just like, boom, 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 the whole way through. I love that. Um, I, I upright bass. You put upright bass in anything, I'm I'm, I'm on board. And uh, this is just such a, a great a great uh, cover. Um, yeah, go ahead, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. Um, oh man. So yeah, this is my number one cover by by a landslide. Uh, my favorite Christmas song to to, to perform. Uh, this is another one that Dad and I uh, have played have played quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get to do it again. I don't think we will. Um, but uh, it's it's that very sort of like gypsy jazz sort 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 of vibe. Um, how you play it in the verse, you're sort of just going back from like A minor to E minor, which is uh, 
it, it it's oddly not oddly satisfying, but it's a very smooth transition. So it allows for that sort of like for that sort of that 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 jazz that jazz swing. Um, also, just how aware everybody is in the song, and especially whenever they go from whenever Sarah whenever Sarah McLaughlin is introduced into the song, and how yeah. everybody sort of dials back and like yeah. lets her have it, like with the Border King of Bethlehem's playing. Also, the way that that they ended is really cool. Um, with 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 the round. Yeah. Um, and like, if you go to, uh, if you go to like guitar tabs or like just different, like if you look it up for like, for like, uh, chords of this, um, for the ending, it'll always be, it'll always say, um, repeat until blue in the face or when you feel it is right. There's no real like time to end this, uh, Jim, uh, your thoughts on the great, uh, bare naked lady, Sarah McLaughlin mashup. Uh, this is one that I'll probably have to, uh, Google to hear it, but, um, as some, as a, um, as someone that was born in 1991 and woke up miscellaneously at 3 a.m. as a 10 year old, um, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, In the Arms of an Angel, uh, by Sarah McLaughlin while playing over sad puppies. Um, so I, you know, I, I do, I do like Sarah McLaughlin's voice. So this does sound like a song that, like I, I've probably you know I've probably heard it, but it's probably just one of the ones where I'm like, once I turn it on, I, I'll I'll th- I'll be like, oh yeah, obviously this one, this one's pretty good, but I I can't think of it off the top of my head, um, or or be as excited as you were when <laughs> that look on your face <laughs> when Kirk said it. I just I like of of the three people on this call to have that song on number one, Kirk was like the least expecting. Uh, to, to have it there, RJ. I know that you are American ladies lover like myself. Uh, why? Why don't you have this one? Or there's a couple other ones that you could have picked from. No, yeah. Um, for me, I kind of ignored a lot of the mashups. Like even PTX, I like their version of a uh, Winter Wonderland with Tori Kelly. Don't uh, yeah, don't. That was the one. That was my <laughs> one. Like, but, I'm- but I'm like, eh, it's a mashup. Like I don't really know. I like like the purity of one song. But don't get me wrong. This this is this is uh, it's a fun song to listen to. Uh, exactly like Kirk said. Uh, kind of, I'm a sucker for a stand up bass every now and again, especially when it fits really well with the song. And then with this one, what I really like is you get to to hear the singers of Bare Naked Ladies sing all together the entire time rather than just harmonizing with each other and going one at a time. Because they harmonize really well together. You, you catch it in a couple of their songs. They harmonize really well together for their drastically different lead singers. Like a lot of people don't realize that, that like it's two totally different guys on some songs. You have to and, remember that. And Robertson and Stephen Page. Exactly. So like when they can come together and harmonize, that's why I really enjoy this song because it's them together the whole time that they are singing. So it's fun. It's fun. And it's just a fun time. Cause like you said, it's just following the baseline. Like it really is like, you just feel like you're in the club and everyone's just like there with their shoulders. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, Jim, you're going to end, you're going to end the show. Uh, what is your number one Christmas cover? Jordan was walking by. Uh, my number one slash five is Sleigh Ride. Uh, my five is PTX, and my number one is the Ronettes. Um, this this version, Sleigh Ride in itself, is kind of like a boring song, but the Ronettes do it just in the perfect way. Like, like just how we've been talking about pentatonics does this kind of thing. And that's why I picked the pentatonics version of Slay Ride as well um, is because they, 
they're kind of like doing the Ronettes version, but in their own way. And I think it's really enjoyable. But the Ronettes version is just like, it, it's just a perfect Christmas song for me because it's like, it just hits you big in the beginning and then you get the vocal and then you get the backing vocal and everything. It like, it, it's just one of those ones where I turn it on and it's just like, it always gets me. It's It always makes me happy. And it's just like, I mean, it's no bare naked ladies, but um, I, I just really, I really love this version of the song. Um, RJ, um, let's let's give another round for mall music, guys. Come on, like, especially this <laughs> cover. But no, but but this one is it's one of those, like I said, like all the ones Kirk have been mentioning. It's in a good way. It's 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 a really fun song to listen to, and I mean, come on, who doesn't love the ding ling ling ding dong ding? Come on, who doesn't love that in the background? Come on, you, you know, if you don't know the words of the song, you're just waiting for that part of the song so yeah. you can along. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's a great song. It's solid number one, solid number one, because because it, it's a good time, and like I said, it puts you. It's not really necessarily about Christmas. It's more about the winter time, and and I think that makes it even like better when it doesn't have to rely on Christmas. It's just about the time around there, not even having to do with the holiday. It's just all about going on a sleigh ride in the snow. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, there's nothing really I can add about the pen- pentatonics version. Um, they've, uh, they've gotten, uh, they've gotten some heavy mention um, in, in the show. And I, and I think for good reason, um, I, I'll use the same point that RJ used for the last song. And in, in particular, the Ron Nets version of Slay Ride. I feel like every person who hears the song, it's like, God damn it! We, got, we, we heard we heard the song and the, again, and then like you get to the, get to whatever they start singing, and everybody's just like, just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ding dingling too. Um, you know what I mean? It just it's it's instantaneous in how it can change your mood. Um, Kirk, your thoughts on either version of Sleigh Ride? Um, again, uh, the Pentatonics one, I I don't know if I've heard or not. Um, but yeah, the Ronettes, I've talked about them already. Um, you put them at number one, I'm right on board. Uh, they are one of the great Christmas bands of all time, I think. Because, like RJ was saying about this song, every one of their songs, they put like their own spin on it. And it's so they're having so much fun with it. They're not just going, it's like, oh, we're going to do Slay Ride or we're going to do this. You know, like, let's sing it. Like, they find something unique. They find their their thing to do. And um, and they do it. And it's, and it's so much fun. It makes the song work. It makes it a whole... A completely different thing than it was before, um, and that's what they do with this song. That's what they do with you know uh, with Frosty, uh, with I saw Mommy Kiss Santa Claus. All the everything they do has that Ronettes feel to it. Um, so yeah, Ronettes deserves all the reputation on this list that it gets. So you put them number one. I'm happy. Yeah. All right, guys. That is the end of the show. Uh, under two hours, uh, which is uh, under par, I believe. Uh, I believe say for you say use a golf analogy there. Um, but I want to thank uh, Kirk, RJ, and Jim for coming on. Um, like I said, like I said previously, did not expect, expect this panel, uh, but there was a surprising amount of commonality. Uh, which 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 is always uh, always good to see. Um, be sure to check out. Uh, I, this goes up on the fourteenth. Um, it will be probably next week, or most or most likely on the twenty eighth. Uh, uh, that'll be the start of our top twenty of twenty twenty. Um, that'll be myself, uh, Zach Ford, Scott Harvey, Andrew Barr, and Kill Coho. That's going to be a super short-winded podcast. There's definitely not any long talkers on that panel whatsoever. 
most likely going to be a two-parter, uh, but I'll update you guys on whether or not uh, – what, what, what the plan will be for that ep episode as it is a top 20 and five people. But once again, uh, thank you everybody for, for coming on. Be sure to check out the everything else on the podcast feed as well as our YouTube channel, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. I feel like we have a LinkedIn as well. But once again, cheers. And as always, drive safely. <laughs>